0: For me, getting back out there means sprucing up my date night wardrobe, but I don't necessarily want to have a lot of extra stuff to hang on to. That's why I was happy to find out about Armoire. It's a clothing rental service, and it really takes away the stress about what to wear. For a monthly fee, members get access to high-quality designer clothing for any occasion. Just take a five-minute style quiz to get suggestions, and then pick what you want. The clothes arrive in as little as two days. One of the items I chose is a green v-neck wrap dress that works for both business and pleasure. And here's one thing I really love. Armoire is women-founded and women-led. Right now, my listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit gray. That is armoirestyle A R M O I R E dot style slash dating while gray to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Hormone Harmony is a supplement for women of all ages and all stages of menopause, and it's become a phenomenon. I hear that a bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony is by Happy Mammoth, the company dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients like herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to stressors, including hormonal changes that naturally occur throughout a woman's lifetime. They can help alleviate hot flashes, night sweats, and that feeling of being tired all the time. The biggest benefit, feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over and the more than 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code DatingWhileGrey at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code datingwallgray for 15% off today. This is While Gray. The Grown-Up's Guide to Love, Sex, and Relationships. I'm Laura Stassi, and on this episode, how uncoupled people are defining home sweet home. Remember the TV show, The Golden Girls? When it first came on the air, I was only 25 years old, and I was married. The show was a big hit for a lot of years, but I have to say, I wasn't a fan. Probably because I couldn't relate to four single women, all of whom were at least twice my age, living together in a house in Miami. Woohoo, let the hijinks begin. But I have to tell you, since the pandemic, I've been thinking a lot about the Golden Girls. I've even streamed a few episodes. And I kind of hate to admit it, I've laughed out loud. And I've wondered what it would have been like to have gone through this pandemic sharing space with other single women my age. You see, since my divorce, other than my dog, I've lived alone, happily so most of the time. But when you're stuck at home, as we all have been, sometimes you start thinking that it might have been nice to have some living company, someone to watch the news with, to make it seem less scary, and practically speaking, someone to split the bills with, and to be right here, right now, in an emergency I've heard from couples who each have their own place, and they get together when their desire for companionship kicks in. In fact, it's a trend called living apart together. And I certainly can see the appeal of that. I mean, in my mind, it seems like the best of both worlds. But when you're uncoupled, of course you've got one world. And whatever living arrangements we decide on in our 50s and 60s, they might become impractical or unwise or even unhealthy if we stay single while growing even older. You know, I'm not the only single person thinking about living situations.
1: My name is Anne. I am single, own my home, and I live alone. I have to think hard about what I'm going to do in the future. I have never been married and I have no children. So unlike a lot of folks who go to move to be near their children, that's not an option for me.
2: Hi, this is Larry. I've been married twice, uh, about 20 years each time, and divorced twice. Um, I've lived by myself in my cozy little house on a lake for almost seven years now. I'm very comfortable living alone, but I would usually also be hanging around with friends and neighbors around the fire pit. As for dating, I'm not even thinking about it
3: because I have no idea how that would work
2: these
0: days. Hi, Laura. This is Lucy, I'm a 61-year-old single mom, and about 18 months ago we moved in with my 87-year-old father to help take care of him.
1: I'm Jillian, and since getting separated four years ago, I've been living, sort of moving from place to place, uh, what I call nomadically, house-sitting for people, taking care of their pets. And I did this as just a way to reduce my overhead uh, so that I didn't have living expenses that are associated with renting a place. It does make dating hard because uh, I'm not really sure where I'm going to wind up. But then again, if I met the right person, maybe that would help me decide where I want to wind up.
0: According to the Pew Research Center, the number of older men living alone has gone up in the past few years. Still, older women are almost twice as likely as older men to live alone, and that brings me to June. She's in her early 60s, and she hasn't had a partner for a lot of years now, but living alone is a new development. June told me about her journey from full house to party of one, and it begins when she met the man who became her husband.
1: He used to work with my sister in, uh, I think it was Union Bank at the time. And uh, she said, you know, there's this young man. He's so cute, June, but he keeps hitting on me. And he's too young for me because it's my <laughs> older sister. So she said, I would like to introduce you to him. And so she did. We did a little blind date and we hit it off right away, you know. Aww. When he came in the room, he, everyone would smile because he was very personable. Uh, he was just, everyone loved Raymond. And um, of course, I loved him too. He was a large guy. And I started to... Uh, I was pregnant with my kids, he would gain the weight as well. So he got to the point, he was just very heavy, and he was going to the doctor to to start getting the gastric bypass. That very first appointment, he had a heart attack, a, a massive heart attack. No. He was like 43 at the time. Oh, I just,
0: i my heart breaks for you.
1: You know, I've definitely become a stronger person, but i I think at the time, I did tend to acquiesce to him and let him handle a lot of things, you know. So not that I would be in on, you know, finances or whatnot, but I looked at, looked to him for the strength, you know, okay, I trust you. If you think we should do this, though, well, let's do this. So once he passed, then that was something that I had to do alone. So that was difficult, but I just know that I had to be there for my kids. I had to raise my kids.
0: Did you have any serious boyfriends?
1: I did. Actually that was the pretty much the first and last. So we dated for about 4 to 5 years.
0: Oh. And you met him online? I
1: met him online. Actually moved in together. And his he had a son that was the same age as my daughter. You know, everyone's so different and you it's almost like you're sheltered in a sense when you've been with a partner for so long, especially when you were young, you know, what do you know at 18 years old, right? So you get out here and then I'm a grown woman. You know, I don't really know. So he's getting to know a person and it's like, I didn't, I got to the point where I did not like him. Oh, It just was not the right person for me. I'm a laid back person, but he got me to fighting, you know, because I felt like I always had to to argue my point. Not physically, of course, but I always had to argue because he knew everything. So it was... um, just a learning it was learning, yeah, learning different people, you know, a different stage of life,
0: yeah,
1: he left, and then I eventually I left as well I moved out we both moved out
0: so um when you all broke up, then you moved into a I,
1: I moved a, into an apartment and I had to you know find what I could because it needed to be in the same school district as my my daughter was in her last year of high school.
0: Oh so. gosh, you've been through it, that's stressful.
1: You know what? It, was, it certainly was stressful. I couldn't believe I was in there nine years because, Laura, as you know, the time goes by so quickly. Am I, am I right? Yeah. So I'm like, yes. nine years? And then my that time I da- my son had moved out. But my daughter was thinking about moving out. And so we were looking at the rents because, the, cause the, you know, the coronavirus, the rents had gone down. And I said, I think this is our time. We got to do it. And she was in agreement. So she moved out with a roommate and then I moved out. So it was like, oh, wow. Which I think is the coronavirus that kind of made everything like, because, <laughs> you know, I'm working from home now. You're not going out very often, you know with friends and family so it's a change like everything in life you know you kind of have to learn how to deal with the changes and roll with the punches as best as you can.
0: Does it feel like home?
1: It absolutely feels like home it just feels nice I can keep it clean you know I don't have to (laughs) you know clean up behind anyone else
0: it definitely feels like a different phase. And this is the first time in your life that you've been living alone?
1: Well, I lived alone prior to meeting my husband when I was like, uh, I don't know, early 20s. I had a little apartment. So I lived there, I think, like two or three years before we got married. Uh So that was the last time that I was, you know, by myself.
0: Have you thought about how long you're going to be there or are you just kind of catching your breath?
1: It's like, you know, you want to retire, you want to do this. But then, you know, California, everything's so expensive. You need to work on it and not forget it because the years, they're only going to go by that much quicker. Yeah, and the, for the long run, I am. I'm thinking, as it, you know, as I get older and, uh, you know, maybe you have to keep walking up these stairs? Or, you know, do I want to live that far from my kids? But then I don't want them to have to take care of me. You know, I have my uh, younger sister, she's single, but I never thought I'd live it. In- I never thought, listen, I just moved in by myself. I'm not even thinking about moving in with anyone, not even my sister. And I'm sure we would have no problem getting along.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you're very content being on your own.
1: That's correct. Yeah, I, I am. Absolutely. And even my daughter said, mom, do you want a dog? You want a cat? You know, you love I said, no, I don't want to take care of anything else. So are you dating? No. How do you date in the age of COVID? Well, funny you should ask that because we've got an episode all about it. (laughs) You know, it sounds nice in theory, but I I really don't know. What does love even look like at this stage? Because it would be much different. Both people would be set in their ways. Uh, Well, what does that look like? (laughs) I don't know. I'm fine, it would be nice. But it's not like I have to find the last great love of my life. No.
0: You heard June. She's enjoying her freedom. Not even pets live in her place. She doesn't feel compelled to recouple. And though she may not want to think about future living options, she does have them. A sister and two kids. Finding a safe and comfortable place to live isn't always easy, especially for older single adults in the LGBT community. That's because they're less likely to have family support systems in place and more likely to face discrimination. But in the past few years, LGBT seniors have found more options.
3: Then I heard of this community down here, lovely, uh, nice architecturally designed, but the first gay retirement community, co-housing community in the United States.
0: We'll find out about one of them after the break. Before we go on with the show, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that Dating While Gray has a new production home this season. I've partnered with the good folks at North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC, to bring you more stories of romance and relationships after 50. WUNC would sure appreciate your support in creating more podcasts like this one. The easiest way to do that is with a donation or by becoming a member at WUNC.org give. You'd be supporting Dating While Gray too. Thanks for listening and for donating at WUNC.org give. Village Hearth is a new 55 plus community in Durham, North Carolina. One of the residents is a recently retired college professor named Mike. He used to live in Washington, D.C., in a big townhouse on Capitol Hill. But even before his longtime partner was diagnosed with leukemia, Mike was worrying about the best place for them to grow old together.
3: We had arguments about it, and he was, I wanna stay here, I wanna stay here, I wanna stay. And I said, Look, you know, there's a lot of, there are three stories plus a basement of steep stairs. And no, I want to stay here. And then he got sick and towards the end, it was like, you know, come down to the kitchen for dinner and then always had to schedule about 15 minutes to get back upstairs. And he was in pain and oh, I was horrible. He loved to decorate his home and would never want a bed in the living room. <laughs> and I said, we got to look at reality here. And it was around that time that they called him, you know, his doctor called him in and um, put him in the hospital. And then he died. He never came back.
0: Oh, how long was he in the hospital before he died?
3: Not long. I was I was very happy about that. It was less than um, two weeks.
0: Oh, I'm very sorry for your loss.
3: Well, thank you. But we had a good life. 30, almost 35 years together.
0: That's long.
3: In gay years. That's about 100 years. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) So how soon was it that you thought either I need a change of scenery from D.C. or I need a different place to live?
3: Well, that that was pretty easy. I mean, I was, first of all, I have family in this area.
0: In North Carolina?
3: Yeah. So I was coming down here quite a bit. The other thing was I found that, uh, particularly after Tony died, that when I sat down, I thought, well, what should I, what can I be doing now? And thinking, to be honest with you, I maybe have one or two sort of friends, but not really good friends. Everyone, and they sort of all disappeared when I wasn't watching because Tony was so sick for so long. And they all either died or, or moved away and retired. I have lots of friends on the phone, but no one was there. And I started to think, what am I doing here? And then I heard of this community, the first gay retirement community, co-housing community in the United States. There's many communities where they'll build houses and sort of be like a a small town or neighborhood, but they don't have the co-housing aspect, which is basically that you are expected to partake in one way or the other in the community. But very important is the common house, is a place to meet, Friends, there's a place to sit and read. There's a big industrial kitchen. There's a craft room. And it's just a general area that if you're home and you want to go down and sit by the fire and read a book, and maybe someone else will probably be there and you can start to chat. That's the whole idea. How big is your place? Two bedroom, two bathroom. And then it's what we call a great room, which is a decent sized kitchen next door to a dining area, and then in the back, um, a living area. Like I said, it's about 1,200 square feet, but it has very high ceilings, as you can kind of see. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know it's
0: COVID, but do you have any potential dates among your neighbors, or do you think you're going to have to rely on, I don't know, online dating? What are your thoughts about finding romantic love?
3: You know, since we've been here, we've been so busy with Moving in and getting, you know, established and then dealing with because it's a brand new community and people, not everyone's moved in. And I'm very active in that area of, you know, working with the construction company. So hadn't thought beyond that. And with COVID, you know, Durham is a great town and everyone swears by it that it's wonderful. And I go, well, that's fine. But until, you know, I haven't been able to to find anything out. A single male just moved in uh, probably two or three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you really can't get to know him that well.
0: Well, do you have any regrets either about leaving D.C. or about leaving your townhouse?
3: No, not really. Gosh, I wish I could talk more about dating. (laughs) You've got me thinking now, Look, maybe I should try doing something. It's funny because it's, Shortly after my partner died, I thought, you know, at first I had to to do everything. I had called friends over, come on, take anything you want. And they go, Mike, why don't you just calm down? Wait, for a couple, three, four months. I mean, this was like within a month of his death. And I had actually started, you know, got online and was dating folks, you know, in in person. That was before obviously the pandemic, but it was too soon, you know. And it was very difficult. So I just sort of shut that down. So maybe it's time to start that up again. I mean, even here living in a senior community, you know, we're all sort of starting and I'm 70 and I'm starting, well, I'm trying to start. Again, the pandemic is, is a big game changer. And many of us who came here said it's time to a new life and that means turning over a new leaf. Full speed ahead, let's meet someone, let's fall in love again, let's let's have a good, you know, 10, 20 more years. Few
0: romantic options so far. I feel Mike's pain. But I like that he's talking the long game. And he's in a new city with a lot of potential. Mike told me there are some things about D.C. that he misses, but he doesn't regret his decision to move. For him, living in close community with others was worth the money he paid for it. You know, retirement communities like Mike's can be expensive. For older single people who don't want to live alone, there's a cheaper option. And we'll talk about it after the break. You know, now that I'm in the second season of this podcast, I realize it's more than a show to me. It's a community. Dating While Gray wouldn't happen without the stories you share and the connections you help me make to topics, experts, and people like myself, just trying our best to navigate love and relationships after age 50. If you're a regular listener, thank you. You're already part of the Dating While Gray community. The conversations we have on this show go on at our Facebook page and on Twitter at Dating While Gray. That's G-R-A-Y. I also love hearing from you with feedback, stories, and questions, so email me anytime at datingwhilegray at wunc.org. Be in touch however you feel comfortable, and don't forget, we're in this together. There are things we're taught not to discuss in polite company, but by avoiding so-called impolite conversations, we're missing out on the chance to make important connections with each other. I'm Anita Rao, and I'm on a personal journey to uncover just what happens when we open ourselves up to talking about taboo topics that affect our bodies and our brains. Find out on Embodied, a new podcast about sex, relationships, and your health from North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC. Many of us lived in group situations in our younger years, a college dorm, for example, or a shared apartment when starting a career. But for some people, group housing isn't just a rite of passage. It's a way of life. That's how it is for Albert and Annalise. They're both in their late 50s. Neither has been married, neither has kids. Albert's lived with other people most of his adult life. And for the past seven years, he's rented a room from Annalise. She bought her own home when she was in her 20s. The arrangement has turned out great, even though when they first met, it almost became something more than just friends.
2: Sunday is the day we departed from that weekend event. And so Sunday morning, we kind of had this little spark.
4: She loves to dress up. And she was wearing something very furry. And uh, I just remember us having a like three-hour-long makeout session on the front porch of the lodge. And people walking by, packing their things to go. And we were completely oblivious to it. We were just kind of in our own world.
0: It's so much better detail. Annalise, you need to cough it up.
4: (laughs) (laughs) The next time we spent time, I
2: think it kind of, well, I don't know how Albert would put it, but I'd say it sort of fizzled or whatever. And we've just been friends ever since.
0: Okay. So there was a spark, but for whatever reason, you all decided you'd be better off as friends. Is it just the two of you in this house? Right now it is just the two of us. And
2: that's partly an accident of COVID. We had someone leave and then things got weird. And so I just didn't try to fill it. And I'm, I am going to try and fill it now.
0: So with one more person yeah even it's a four bedroom but you want just three people living in there or? yeah
2: three is a good number I keep two rooms to myself it's um, it's an older house and I need a home office.
0: So do you typically have like a written contract with your the people who rent rooms from you?
2: I I don't actually. I've been very pretty casual and laissez-faire and uh and it I've never had a disaster, knock on wood. Um I've had a few people that I've ended up saying, you know, this isn't working out. I think you need to go and they've gone. You know, I don't usually do any background checks or anything. I just use my intuition, which has served me pretty well so
0: far. And do you all share living space like the kitchen and bathroom do you share a bathroom yes Mm -hmm. yeah we
2: share it all
4: yep just completely easy it reminds me of kind of growing up with my family the ease of um you know it's interesting because when you look at um ads for places to live oftentimes there's like some you know nervousness like oh you're going to be sharing a bathroom with someone and I find that sharing a bathroom with Annalise is like super easy I mean living together in general it goes pretty smoothly I think you know, sometimes I, I say to friends like, oh, it's almost like we're on a football team or a sports team. And I cause it's like high fiving going on like, oh, you know, you moved this out of the way. Oh, you planted that out in the garden. Oh, you cleaned the like yesterday. Annalise cleaned the fridge, you know, and she just did this amazing job. I wish I had taken a picture of it. And meanwhile, I was outside planting some bulbs.
0: And do you guys share like electric bills and water? And
4: I used to divide up the utilities and give
2: everyone like a bill down to the penny. And now I just have rolled it into the monthly rent.
4: Yeah. And I think you might be interested to know we share most food mm-hmm. since it's just the two of us now. Since COVID has started, we've gone into this system, which is basically sharing of the costs of all of our food. And we, Annalise, is also a chef, and so there's this fantastic benefit to me of every once in a while coming down into the kitchen and finding, um, you know, some incredible dish that's been whipped up.
0: Do you talk about menus and um, the like the grocery list? Yeah, a
2: little bit. I mean, I definitely, I definitely drive this sort of food thing in the house. Albert has his more. kind of routine needs like, oh, well, of course, coffee and half and half and, you know, a little this and that. But, um but I, I'm, you know, I'm much more interested in like, oh, I'm going to make soup or I'm going to make this or that. So I have been doing the shopping. And also in early COVID, we were like, oh, let's get the groceries delivered. Let's not go out to a store. And so that was part of what made us sort of pool our resources. Um, and uh, truthfully, when we get a third person in here, I'm not sure that I want to keep doing the group thing.
0: So seven, this has been going on for, going on, <laughs> you've been living together for seven years. Has there ever been a moment where one of you had thought, "Ugh, this is not going to last much longer?
2: Not for me, not with Albert. I mean, if I've had that experience with other housemates and, and you usually those have eventually come to a point where I had to say, you know what? It's not working out. You need to go. There's ways in which having housemates do cramp your style. Like, you know, am I going to turn on the radio? How loud is it going to be? How loud am I moving around in the middle of the night? I'm not a great sleeper. So there's definitely times put, I'm up in the middle of the night. And if I have housemates, well, I'll do it quieter. And when nobody's home, you know, it's not like I tap dance, but just knowing that I could if I wanted to is nice.
4: I, I wouldn't say anything that she has done has ever led me to the place of like, oh, I need to flee here. I think there's part of me personally that relishes um, having my own place. Um, at 59, I'm starting to notice that like when I have that this house to myself, for instance, I'm a happiest I'm kind of just more able to be myself completely. That said, um, we do a very good job of like navigating back and forth. And when it's needed, talking about any kind of disagreements or you put this up somewhere or please close the door quiet or whatever kinds of um, issues come up. And I would say usually I'm the one bringing up things.
0: Annalise, when Albert complains about something or mentions something, does part of you want to say, "Hey, dude, this is my house"? Yeah,
2: sure. So there's there's times there's times that I feel like that, or an internal eye roll, or whatever. Um, and then there's there's times when I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's legit." And um, after twenty years doing this, pick your battles is absolutely one of my mottos. And I have people coming to me and saying, "Hey, I'm." I'm, you know, got housemates. So I'm thinking of doing this, you know, having the life that you do. What's your advice? And my advice is pick your battles. You know, it doesn't make any sense to expect that you can control everything.
0: Have either one of you had a romantic relationship while living in the house?
2: Yeah, you're, you're kind of impacting more people, which is sort of been exaggerated by COVID. It's like to you know to bring one person over now is like this notable thing, and like what happens to you know do they come in the house? Where do they you know what do they do? Where do they go? And um and pre COVID, it's still you know it still has a bit of a it cramps your style in terms of romantic relationships because. You know, one thing is if I had the whole house to myself and I had a, you know, a a boyfriend, a partner come over, you know, weekends, nights, whatever, then it's much more freewheeling. And as it is, it's like, okay, let me explain how it works in the house. You know, don't be too noisy on the stairs and don't leave any dishes in the sink. And, you know, there's all, all kinds of extra elements. And I do certainly dream of having a partner.
4: It's just something you navigate with the people that you live with. There's an extra step to it, but it's still I think very doable. And I think both Annalise and I really love um people, and we both find people to love, and hopefully we will continue to do that for the rest of our lives.
2: Having a housemate does impact my dating life, you know, like the idea of just you know bringing someone home or saying, "Hey, come over, you know, we'll make dinner together." Like, oh I'll make dinner together, and I'll alert my housemates that I've kind of got the kitchen on reserve and that it's sort of a private party. You know, another thing is like the housemate that left uh, about a year ago, when she moved in, she had a partner and I was sort of thinking like, oh, you know, she'll be over at his place as much as he's over at her place. Well, that turned out to be totally wrong. He was at our place all the time and she almost never went and spent the night at his place. And that did get kind of old, honestly.
4: We're both also good at giving each other space and negotiating and navigating uh our love relationships in a shared housing situation. And it's an ongoing experiment. There are more people living alone than there have been in previous times in history. And I think that's not a great thing for our society. So I would encourage people to consider living in pairs and trios and quattros and figure out ways to live in closer community. I think it's healthy for everyone.
0: Sounds to me like Albert and Annalise are more than simply housemates. They're a platonic couple. I do like that idea. I mean, how great would it be to have a friend right there to cook for you or do the housework? But sharing a bathroom? I am not on board with that. I mean, my husband and I didn't even share a bathroom. You know, even before the pandemic, a growing number of single people, 50 and older, were living together. Maybe it was for financial reasons. Or comfort? Convenience? And it might get complicated or stressful. I mean, what about when your kids or grandkids want to visit? Do you have to schedule it? Or when you want to invite someone over to cook a special dinner for two, can you reasonably expect your housemates to stay out of the group kitchen? On the other hand, figuring out this stuff isn't that much different than the stuff you need to figure out when you're living with a new romantic partner. And I do want to recouple sooner or later. So while I'm fine living alone for now, I am beginning to understand the appeal of living with others. It's all about finding and building your own special community. Dating While Gray is produced in partnership with North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC. You can support this show with a donation or by becoming a member at wunc.org slash give. My thanks to producer Kamaya Truitt and editor Charlie Shelton Ormond. Our theme music is by Daniel Peterschmidt. Jenny Lawson is our audio engineer, and Lindsay Foster Thomas is WUNC's director of content. There's much more about the show and every episode we've ever done at datingwhilegray.com. I'm Laura Stasi. Thanks for listening.